the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. We are coming to you live from a government cabin in troll country in Norway. It's the Worldview Media Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Runyon, and with me is co-host Joyce Runyon. So you forgot who I was. <laughs> I was running through all the kids' names <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I guess it's official you're old. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The newspaper today, I don't know if you saw this, is completely unrelated to the podcast, maybe. But uh, the front page of the local newspaper, there was a picture of a guy that was in school when we were in school. Mm. Do you remember? Are you familiar with Did you see it? <laughs> Do I remember? Uh, Your face looked like maybe you saw the picture when I was talking about it. Okay, well. No. <laughs> So it's a guy that got arrested for getting in a fight and stabbing somebody. Oh. But we went to school with him. And that was on the front page of the paper? Yeah. And he uh, he looks like he's in his 70s. And mm. he's like a couple not. of years older than me. <laughs> and he's not. No. Uh, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, maybe uh, we actually look like... <laughs> <laughs> You know that does occur to me. I think uh, I'm over here laughing at this guy for looking old as the hills. Maybe people laugh at me too. I don't know. You know, at least you're bringing joy. (laughs) Right. I'll be stabbing some folks too. All right, so we're talking about a movie called The Troll Hunter, or is it just Troll Hunter? Just Troll Hunter. You can find it on Netflix. It's a foreign film. It's uh, made in Norway, and mm-hmm. it's most of the dialogue is in Norwegian. Is that the name of the language? Sure. <laughs> Whatever language they speak in Norway, that's what that's what it is. And so there's English subtitles, and it's not hard to follow along. And in this movie, what you have is it's done in a kind of a sub sub genre of horror movies called uh, found footage. Oh, yeah. So it's a documentary esque. Yeah, sort we of just film. found this video footage and. We yeah. didn't edit it. We just put it together, and here you decide what this is about. Yeah. Uh, made popular by the Blair Witch Project way back in the day. Yeah. So, this movie follows three young, well, they're college age they're from filmmakers. And they're going to college in Norway, and they initially are trying to find a man that they believe is poaching bears and turns out he's not poaching bears he's hunting trolls like actual trolls and yeah 
trolls are real uh, and they're not the kind of half funny creatures that you run into in fairy tales. Uh, they're very dangerous and destructive. And mm-hmm. so this guy, mm-hmm. the troll hunter, turns out he's employed by the Norwegian government. And the government of Norway knows all about trolls and has for a long time. And they've formed a conspiracy basically to keep the public unaware yeah. of the existence of trolls in Norway. And so this guy is the one troll hunter in the nation and his job isn't to just go around and kill them but he kind of keeps them in line and makes sure they stay in their territory that the government wants them to stay in yeah if some of them start causing trouble then he'll go out and has to see what's going on yeah and so the movie kind of goes from there where these three students decide to tag along with the troll hunter and it becomes their mission that they're going to document this big secret that the government's been hiding from the people. And that's what they decide to do. And so they have a couple of different adventures dealing with different types of trolls. And mm-hmm. And then at the end, we're kind of left with the feeling that probably the government got a hold of the videos they were at least in the last scene. The government's chasing the yeah. Well, students. and and people are have gone missing. Right, and oh. now nobody's seen the students since that day. And yeah. So it wasn't the trolls that got them. It looks like it was the government that got them, and which then leaves you with the question: Well, then how did the tapes? How did the video get released? Yeah. I think the obvious answer is the troll hunter is the one who released them since he worked for the government and had some kind of access here and there. And he's kind of a sneaky guy. Yeah. Well, he's never, he never goes to a government location. He's always out on. Right. They'll disavow any knowledge of him. I'm sure. Okay. So that's the troll hunter synopsis so let me ask you what you think we just watched this last night and we haven't talked about it even a little bit yet so i'm interested to hear what you thought of it it was really slow yeah there were a lot of slow points in it uh so that was kind of hard because it was it was very slow yeah and uh you know, they wanted it to be like a documentary type thing. Yeah. But it didn't have quite a documentary type feel to it, just with the way the camera work was going on all the time. And they'd be recording stuff that wasn't really recordable material. It was like they just put the camera on and forgot to turn it off. or yeah. You know, so there were just some scenes that... Um, that didn't seem right for a documentary? Uh, well, they said they just showed the video without editing it. Is that what you're talking so, about? So, well, no, I mean, there's just scenes that... Why is the camera on for this scene? Oh, okay. What What were you trying to capture that the camera's on? Yeah. Why? So there were some things like that for me that it just made it a little inconsistent. Yeah. 
uh, it was kind of interesting that they went into a lot of detail with the trolls and the different types of trolls and, you know, how they come to be and what they do and uh, where they live. And, you know, so that was kind of fun that, you know, there was a lot of development in that. It wasn't just like one lone troll going rogue out on the countryside. You know, there were definitely different types and different areas where all these were supposed to be. And, uh, you know, and then trying to figure out, well, what happened that everybody's kind of freaking out and not being where they're supposed to be. And, and then even the explanation for why trolls respond the way they do to light. I thought that was really kind of clever. Yeah. Some of the things that they, uh, some of the myths, things that they handled. Yeah. They were trying to demythologize a lot of the troll myth and mm-hmm. stuff. They were trying to give like naturalistic explanations for why trolls turn to stone in the sunlight mm-hmm. or explode. Or... Yeah. <clears throat> and I thought the troll stuff itself was mostly really good. You know, uh, just in terms of special effects, visual yeah. effects. I thought the trolls were okay themselves. You did get the sense that they were really dangerous. And yeah. Stuff. But I'll tell you, my major gripe with the movie is I'm not sure they knew what kind of story they were telling. Yeah. Because it started out feeling like a horror movie. Yeah. And then... Like it it could. Yeah, like it could go to be a horror movie. And then... And then it kind of took a turn toward maybe like just a fantasy action adventure. Well, it really couldn't be horror because it's a PG-13. So just the rating itself, it's not going to be... Well, no, but they didn't... They weren't constrained by the rating when they started making the movie, though. I feel like they didn't know what they wanted to be because they started out one way and I felt like they changed directions. And at times I felt like they almost wanted to be lighthearted at places and mm-hmm. not at all scary and even kind of humorous here and there. And Maybe that was to relieve tension. Well, I'm not sure there was that much built up to relieve. Oh. And so... I, by the time we were done, I was kind of wishing that they had just set a course and stayed on it. You know, pick one. Yeah. Are you going to be lighthearted? What is your focus? Haha, we have trolls. And, yeah. You know, and, and some of them are actually funny looking. And, you know, they didn't look like vicious monsters. Some of them didn't. Even though they were obviously still really dangerous. Some of them looked like creatures from like Fraggle Rock or something like yeah. that. And it made me just kind of wonder. Mm. What are you, what are you really seeking to do here? And I thought, I thought with the gloominess of the environment, the raininess, the mysteriousness of this troll hunter that they're following. Yeah. And the fact that after a little while, you know, he's not hunting bears. He's doing something a lot more dark and sinister than that. I thought they could have mined that for it could have been a much scarier story. A little bit more intense. Well, and then 
it just all is, seems a little bit unlikely. You're, you're following this guy who's a secret agent type of person, high security, and we want to talk to you. And he's just, no, 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 no. And then finally he's like, well, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just going, I mean, they kind of found out some things just because they were following him. Yeah. But uh, it was just that that drastic flip and well, yeah, let me just tell you everything and you come along with me and we'll record all this and I'm just tired. Right. So. Yeah, he's very standoffish until he's completely okay with him hanging around. Yeah, and then let's just let me tell you everything I know. So. <laughs> yeah. And that was actually funny when he finally admitted what was going on and it turns out He's just paid by a government bureaucracy that doesn't really care about him, and he doesn't get any overtime or hazard pay or anything like that. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just a kind of a poorly treated government worker, and he's kind isn't of that the way of all government workers? Yeah, and that bit I thought was kind of funny when they were going through that. But but like I say, it went back and forth. There were times when it was tense. Yeah. And Times when you're, you really understand they're running for their lives and stuff like that. So yeah, but there were inconsistencies with the yeah with the movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not any. I don't think I would recommend it to someone because it's just really very specific in the genre and what it's talking about and what's happening. But um, it's all right. You felt like it was all right. Yeah. Uh, what'd you give it? Like B minus or something like that? Is that here? I might give it a C. C plus C. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the C plus range. I don't think I would recommend it. I do think, as a writer and as a guy who's always kind of enjoyed both the fantasy genre and the horror genre, I, I think there's something there. You know, you could do a. You could either do an action adventure fantasy story set in modern day times mm -hmm. where a like a classic fantasy mm -hmm. creature really does without irony without without winking your eye at it and, and thinking about well how stupid is this but if you had a fantasy creature like a troll or a mm -hmm. goblin that gets set loose in a small town yeah. and starts wreaking havoc that could be a real thing you know yeah they were pretty good about you know if you look in the papers you can see these unusual things that happen <laughs> and and relating those to incidents troll incidents and, uh, and then going out on site and seeing trees yeah, that were right. broken down and you know going all sorts of ways and not right um so they they kind of did some things right i think but they also did some things that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, there were places where it was imaginative and and you could tell there there was some real thought given. I just didn't feel like the plot was one of those places. Yeah. And well, it's a documentary. It's just what happens. Yeah, and the other <laughs> I think it was apparent the other limitation of the genre if you're doing this found fiction or found footage genre. Mhm. Mm really hard to get any character development yeah. going, you know, or a story arc for this character and a different story arc for this character. 
really, really tough. I don't feel like we got a story arc for anybody. No. And very little characterization going on through the whole thing. Well, and the camera guy, you don't really, you hardly see. Yeah, there's one of the students you don't see until he's right about to be killed. You see him on the occasion, but... He never has a part to play or anything. Yeah. He's just the guy apparently holding the camera. Well, you hear him talk every now and then, but yeah, there's just a... You know, it was a nice try. <laughs> well, there were there were admirable parts of yeah. what they tried to do. But, like I say, I don't think I can forgive just the fact that after watching it, I'm still not sure what kind of movie they wanted it to be. Why adopt the found footage thing if you're not really going to do a scary movie or... You know, yeah. I'm not saying you have to be bound by that, but it would seem like the reason they adopted that is to make everything seem very immediate and very unplanned and extemporaneous, you know. And, mm-hmm. But then, like you said, there are places where the plot just moves so slowly. You could just film this in a yeah. different way, you know. Well, and then... My biggest gripe again is, what are you, you know? Yeah, what are you trying to accomplish? All right, you have anything overall to say? Anything else on this? No, I think that's good for me. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stop and we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk more worldview stuff. Be right back. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. back worldview media podcast the most frivolous podcast on the reconstructionist radio podcast network nice with me is my wife joyce hello and we are talking about troll hunter the norwegian foreign film that you have to watch subtitles on (laughs) yeah you can't just close your eyes and listen because it won't help you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was watching that and uh and watching him listening to him talk. Yeah. In their crazy Norway language. And, <laughs> and I was just this bears no resemblance to any, anything anything close. Yeah. Know. Well it's like a five word sentence and they talk for 
a bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking for 30 seconds and it translates to five words on the screen. Yeah. For what they're saying. And I was like, even listening for this should, I should hear this word because it's a place and I should hear them say it. (laughs) Right. So. And then it's funny because in the midst of it, uh, when they're going to say, okay, they just say, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess some things, you know, that's just the way it that is. That just translates right over. Yeah. So we know one Norwegian word. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so Troll Hunter. <clears throat> like I said, I thought, I think we both agree that the film is kind of muddled in a lot of ways. Yeah. Doesn't really have a clear direction and it's inconsistent in the way it approaches itself. And uh, so that's kind of difficult. And so I don't think it's terribly surprising that I feel like thematically it's coming from kind of a muddled place as well. Mm -hmm. They do try, like you mentioned, they do try to kind of naturalize the trolls. Mm Mm-hmm. Make them so they're not so much fairy creatures, but there are there are real reasons for why they do what they do. And, yeah. But not completely so, because... Well, just somewhat. I mean, nobody can yeah. really get close to these trolls to see right. what's going on. They're supposed to live for a long time. Yeah. So nobody's really around to see all this stuff. So there's still some, quite a bit of unknown information about these creatures. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's true. But I guess the one point that interested me most is some of the mythology about trolls carries forward and is applicable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the mythology is not. Like, uh, they don't wear clothes and and speak in language that you can understand. So that doesn't carry forward from some of the fairy stories and stuff like that. Yeah. But... One of the interesting things that did carry forward is apparently the trolls can smell the blood of a Christian man. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So so the troll hunter, as he's agreeing to take the college kids out, he wants to make sure that none of them are believers, that none of them are Christians, because yeah. it's going to blow their cover while they, they won't get close to the trolls because they'll smell the blood. Yeah. Associated with believing in Christ. And uh, and they hit that note several times. It actually becomes a plot point. Yeah. And, and so it's a real thing that trolls smell believers differently than they smell non-believers. And then at one point they bring in a Muslim girl and they kind of wonder, is it going to be the same Turns out it's not. It's just the Christian blood that yeah. that they smell. So I, I thought some of that was interesting, the way they kind of played with that. But they're trying to naturalize the trolls, like we mentioned. They're trying to give a plausible physical explanation for why trolls turn to stone in the sunlight. It's a lack of vitamin D. Yeah, because they can't process vitamin <laughs> D. And... Other things like why they will sometimes eat rocks and they like eating charcoal and mm-hmm. hiding under bridges and stuff like that. Yeah. They have all these naturalistic 
reasons for stuff like that. And, but then there's no naturalistic explanation then for why they would be especially enraged when they smell the blood of a believer. Yeah. And there was really kind of one dark scene where the troll hunter goes to lure a troll out of hiding by like you would lure a shark by throwing out chum. Yeah. Except he throws out like a gallon bucket full of what he says is the blood of a Christian man. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder how dark is this government and yeah. what are they doing? In That's order probably to... just a blood bank. <laughs> 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 and, and it does work and it enrages the troll and he comes out, he smells the blood of the Christian man mm -hmm. and... And then toward the end of the movie, uh, the guy's going to lure the troll away from... He's trying to protect the kids <laughs> by luring... He's going to lure the troll away. Yeah. And so in his truck, he starts blasting a Norwegian version of what a friend we have in yeah. Jesus. And I thought that was really pretty hilarious. Yeah. Just in Norwegian. And it, this is obviously the tune. And you've got this 200-foot troll that's, like, uh, clamping his hands over his ears. Yeah. He can't stand to hear the Christian mm -hmm. song. That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was really funny the way they did that. But it does speak to a kind of a muddle. You know, are you, are you really going to demythologize them, or are you going to leave this one thing that there's really no naturalistic explanation for. And, well, they left that one mythology yeah. Well, intact. but I, I think, too, they're... You know, when he's going out, he's not going out to reason with these trolls or to... Yeah. You know, it's not a catch-and-release type of thing that he's doing. And so even the interactions with the trolls are very limited and... Yeah. And what they can find out during those times. So, you know, they're they're kind of figuring things out slowly. And maybe there yeah. is a reason, but. Yeah, but uh, naturalistically, though, there yeah. is no reason why faith would make your blood smell mm. differently or something. You know. So anyway, I just thought that was. Interesting. An interesting bit of inconsistency. Yeah. And the other kind of thematic thing that was there, I'm not sure. I don't think it was maybe, is it a message they were trying to communicate? I don't know. But, but the whole story really shifts from... Here's a guy who hunts trolls, and yes, trolls are real. Mm -hmm. It really turns into a story about what the government's doing. Yeah. Uh, under well, the was... guise of protecting its people, it's actually uh, doing some pretty dark stuff. I was wondering if there was some kind of connection between the trolls themselves and the government. You know, this monster that you think isn't real, and it's reaching out into all these places where it shouldn't be, and... Uh, harming the the countryside and uh, just could there be some sort of analogy between the troll 
the dark troll that nobody knows, and yet it's out there, and the government is also a dark troll somewhat in itself. Oh, so you're saying the government is the real troll yeah. in the story. Very interesting. I hadn't thought about that. But but like I say, the movie definitely does shift in that direction, mm-hmm. where without saying it, it becomes obvious that the, the real threat is from the government mm-hmm. and what it's doing you know, like everything the government does, it masks it behind, well, we have to protect yeah, our people. care and, and concern, yeah. and this is the best for the most. and Right, and then it turns mm. out we're left, we're left to believe that the government murdered these kids who had filmed all these things. Yeah, well, even the, the troll hunter says, you know, they wanted to build tunnels, and we kept trying to tell them, no, 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 you can't build them here, but... They wouldn't relent, and so I had to go in and wipe out all the trolls that were there because it yeah. was a territory. So every single troll that was there had to be massacred. Yeah. And so I think even if you look back on American history, you see that the government has treated its own citizens in horrific ways for whatever reason they feel right. was necessary yeah. to do that. For safety and security. And uh, doing things like spraying cities with radioactivity just mm-hmm. to see what it see does. See what happens and, and trying out uh, diseases on people. Yeah, right. and Shoot diseases mm-hmm. into prisoners, black prisoners especially, to see yep. what happens. And so uh, it just it, it occurred to me, is there some sort of similarities between this government who starts off at the front looking like, well, we're just here trying to help you and then... Yeah. It just kind of unravels, and We're just and that's when you the see people. the big giant yeah. troll <laughs> right, at right. the end, and then who shows up after that? You know, it's the government. Yeah, the big giantest, the most giant troll that could destroy everybody. They get rid of him, and then it's the government that comes in and actually kills everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just in terms of what the movie presents, I think your interpretation there is really insightful. I think I'd have to go along with that. I think you're right. (laughs) Always a tone of surprise. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm in favor of, like, every movie that shows government being this sinister thing Mm -hmm. that will kill you for the sake of protecting you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm all in favor of that. Let's have all those movies we can. and, And movies that show individuals courageous enough to stand in the face of those sorts of things yeah and let's have that as much as we can so that message i think is in there or part of it is the standing up really isn't not quite so much but but the bit about uh you do have an enemy in your midst yeah and going to your metaphor another part of it that makes sense to me is that you know, the government in Norway had been telling the people for many years that uh, that finding a bunch of dead corpses of farm animals, you know, that's because of bears. And, yeah. And when you're driving along <clears throat> on the outskirts of a forest and you see a tree broken in half, that's because of tornadoes and stuff yeah. like that. And it's really trolls doing all this stuff. And, yeah. And when you drive through a place that you've been through before and, and one giant rock is in a different place than it was before, well, that's because 
trolls have been out there throwing big rocks at each other and stuff. And, yeah. And so the government's come up with uh, answers that seem very plausible in mm-hmm. order to hide the trolls. And so in, in your theory, too, I think that government does that, too. And we as a people have been trained not to notice well, not to question that those bad things. things have happened and it's got the government's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. That, And then their explanations are so ingenious that when we see those things, our instinct as a people is to call for more government to address this. Yeah. And they're the ones that screwed it up in the first place. Well, and, and I think in the very beginning of the, the film, uh, they have all these animal attacks and it's blamed on a bear. So somebody has to go out and kill an the actual bear. bear. Yeah. But they only have people from the government who are allowed to go out and take care of this. And that's why this poacher guy, he's big news because he's going out and he's taking, taking the shots on these, these bears. And, uh, and so, you know, that's, that's handy too that we have this massive problem that's a security issue but we're the only ones that can yeah. can deal with this so we'll take care of it and don't you worry and you're going to be in trouble if you try to take yeah. care of it yourself yeah yeah interesting did you have anything else worldview wise or thematic wise uh, no, I think you covered some of the things that I was thinking about with, you know, just the, the Christian's blood and the music. And <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, that was a kind of, hmm, what are you saying here? It was kind of funny. You know, I thought it was humorous. And it's kind of, I don't know, mostly like in fairy tale type of stuff, there's, there's not, God is not an entity in that. And so we have here some movie where it's fairy tale esque and yet God is there and but they're not wanting that there. Nobody so, stops to say, Well, isn't that weird? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, we have a little bit of time. We're a little bit short time wise and I wanted to maybe take a few moments to point our listeners at something that I think you and I have enjoyed. The fault for us watching this movie is actually, (laughs) (laughs) we didn't go looking, you know. Yes. (laughs) We heard this movie recommended and recommended strongly on a podcast that we listen to and really enjoy. And I just, I know that we have listeners who are creatively minded. We have listeners who write novels and and are creative in the creation of fiction and stuff like that. And if you are, and if you enjoy fantasy, especially especially books by Tolkien and the Harry Potter books, uh, I recommend you check out this group called Point North Media. And you can find their podcasts just by uh, searching for the individual names of the podcasts. And what they do, before I tell you the names, what they do is they've got their main guy is named Alistair. And he does 
what strikes me is kind of college level, university level mm-hmm. analysis, chapter by chapter of whatever book books. Yeah. And he himself is a writer. And so he's analyzing things like plot and characterization and storytelling and construction and mm-hmm. background. And he's, he's really analyzing just everything there is to analyze it really takes pretty deep dives and stuff. Yeah. And the other thing about it is he really enjoys the books that he's mm-hmm. doing. And, and so you don't have to worry about, here's a book I like and here's a guy talking about it, but he's insulting my intelligence the whole time because he hates the book. I mean, that's not going on. And so point North media, if you, if you enjoy the Harry Potter books, he does some really in-depth, uh, well, he's got stuff from the Lord of the Rings. He has some star Wars stuff. He's got, you know, he's got (laughs) a lot of different genres. He's a nerd. And, uh, Happily so. Yeah. And, and so the the Harry Potter podcast is called Dear Mr. Potter. And he, he'll he tackle like several chapters in a session. I think most books take like seven podcasts to work his way through or something around there. Mm. And then the Tolkien podcast is called There and Back Again. That's one of them. And then he does have one for Star Wars. He's... He's got a lot of different things. He's done stuff with like um, Pride and Prejudice. He's done a lot of different type of genres. Right. So, are you on his website? Or? I am just in my library. So, oh, okay. But look that up. Point North Media. The guy's first name is Alistair. Do you know what his? I don't know his last name. I don't. He never says it. He's a British bloke. That's been living in the states. <laughs> right. And so it's a fun time. I'm I'm not sure. I would guess he's not a Christian, but he's not hostile toward faith or Christianity. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he can still speak respectfully about things like Tolkien's obvious yeah. uh, belief system and believing in a higher powers and stuff like that. And he can do that without freaking out or being upset about it he's not terribly politically correct i mean he's got some going (laughs) but well he he really is just looking at the content in the books yeah and um i know especially with the the potter series because this was written by an english woman that there's a lot of things that go with english literature types which yeah. one is boarding schools which we don't have that here in america the boarding school genre and yeah. so you know that's a new thing for americans to look at and think about and so he he brings to light some interesting information yeah and uh, it's just a it's a fun it's a fun listen yeah i think it's pretty good i mean there's stuff that he does that drives me insane but overall <laughs> overall it's good and so uh, our retribution for him recommending this movie that we didn't like so much. Well, you know, it goes in line with what he was talking about, I'm sure. Yeah. And it it uh, it's kind of an interesting pick for probably talking about some type of troll <laughs> chapter. Yeah. But, uh, and it wasn't terrible. But it now, wasn't. But now that we watch it mm-hmm. and we've been listening to this guy a lot. 
you can see, oh yeah, of course he would like yeah. that movie. Yeah, and that's what I... Yeah. I said, well, of course, yeah, he's going to say this is a good one because <laughs> of the mythology and, you know, yeah. here we see it here in modern day and isn't this exciting and... Eh. <laughs> I'm glad he enjoyed it. It was interesting to watch. Yeah. And it wasn't terribly long, I guess, so that was the benefit no, of it. Less than an hour and a half, I think. All right. Well, I don't have anything else if you don't have anything else, Mom. You have nothing else? Nothing else. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm tapped out. <laughs> Did you talk about your one stop? I did not say that Reconstructionist Radio is your one-stop shop for all your audio dominionizing needs. But I'm not going to say that this week. I'll all right. Change it up. All right, then. Got to keep it fresh. All right. So till next time, three, two, one, dominionize. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all oh. that do the podcast with me, you, you don't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> you always stare at me blankly as I'm counting down. <laughs> well, you <laughs> never I, know. <laughs> in my mind, I see listeners shouting out when I get to dominionize. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we all have our uh, fictional tales we like to believe. That's right. Creating your own catchphrase is a bit like giving yourself a nickname. It reminds me of the Excelsior stuff, but I think that probably took off a little bit better. <laughs> Who did that? <coughs> Wasn't that Stanley with the oh, Excelsior? Stanley, yeah, yeah, Excelsior. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to keep saying Dominionize. And Maybe I'll join you someday. I don't know. And well... Eventually, somebody's going to say it to you. <laughs> I think you say it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody you don't want really to expect. Somebody you'll you'll never expect it. <laughs> somebody will just say, "Hey, Joyce, you know we should dominionize," and you'll say, "What the heck?" And then you will know, I have dominionized. Uh, all right. All right. Well, enough frivolity. It's time for us to be done. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs>